absolutely had to walk a marathon and it was only because of my own undoing by missing multiple trams. Anyway, I walked a marathon. I was wearing my brand new, brand new Blundstones. I was stoked walking down. Got home, massive blisters on the back of my heels. But I'll tell you where I don't have blisters. That is <laughs> the nuggets. They are safe and smooth because of my comfy nuts. So not only was I using nut care, then I put them in the comfy nuts and I've never felt more safe, more secure in the bamboo technology that is the comfy nut underwear. That's why Any Given Sunday is proud to be supported by one of Australia's fastest growing men's grooming brands, Nutcare. Proudly Australia, Australian, Nutcare is taking down under grooming to the modern day man. Recently voted number one in Men's Health Magazine with Bare Nuts, Pubic Hair Removal Cream. Nutcare is revolutionizing male grooming. As proud sponsors of Any Given Sunday, Nutcare is offering our listeners 10% off their first orders simply using the promo code Any Given Sunday at checkout, and the discount will be applied. Nutcare, essential grooming for men. Mate, wow. I've got to give you one of these when it loads. <laughs> that was so good. For something that you weren't, you said I'm not prepared for. That was that was incredible. Well done. Brown 45. Brown 45. You are listening to Any Given Sunday Australia. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in at least three households, one studio, the Gridiron Australia headquarters, ABC headquarters over in Winnipeg, over in Minnesota. We are growing absolute worldwide. I'm sure in Mumbai we're still still just kind of just sitting there in Mumbai. I'm going to grow a little bit more in Mumbai, but that's all right. We'll pick up as soon as the season starts. Joining us as always, Blister Free. Because he hasn't been walking in Blundstones, he's down in his basement, hasn't been doing anything. Maybe his hands from carrying the the children around all day. At Tim Carty, AGSAU, how are you, mate? Good, mate. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I've got a lot of emotions. We're obviously doing AFC West today. I'm repping the boys. The boys. Um, but yeah. Not only that, we've got the Tillies. Uh, cool. Pumped about that. Getting behind the girls. Go the Aussies. And I'm back to work this week. So a lot of emotions going on. That, this is a big few days for you. We, we will mention the Tillies. We'll talk about them later on, but that is a, a great shout by you as we are doing this on the Wednesday. So we could be – we might throw up a prediction later and see how we actually go. But I like it. Uh, the man that has all the, bl- uh, the blisters, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully he's recovered enough to go back to work tomorrow at Danny Webb, AGSAU. How are you, mate? Uh, with the Tillies playing tonight, if they're not recovered enough and I can't go back to work, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> but you know, the worst part about all of that was that spiel after I cracked the beer when you were doing the intro, I just spilled so much beer over Amelia's laptop. And I just want to apologize now because I know you were on that one this time. Sorry, Amelia. So I know you're not home, but sorry for spilling so much I beer over the laptop. That out and I thought that was going to be trouble. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try. Oh, God, it's not everyone. <laughs> no, you've, you've just come straight out. It's it's easier to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission. Permission, uh, yeah. Not that yeah. you're going to deliberately spill it all over there, but uh, nice, nice. A uh, couple of things that we're going to talk about before we do get into the AFC West, as Cardi mm. has already alluded to. First thing, uh, the merch store. Make sure you, you still get around that merch store. Uh, yes, that is merch, but we're talking about the one that Danny's wearing. Oh, no, that's why I was like, oh, over to you, your merch. <laughs> <laughs> the merch store, uh, make sure you hit it up. We've, like we said, 
32 teams, and we're still adding stuff every other day when we come up with ideas. So uh, if you haven't got on there, make sure you get on there. There's a few fresh jumpers that I've put up. Um, so, yeah, make sure you, you head over to the merch store at – Danny, do you remember what it is? Any given Sunday dot That's the place to find it. Or on our socials. Uh, Twitter is, it puts it up every other day, so you better find it. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. There's a couple of big stories that have happened in the last few days. The the two trades that I want to talk about, or two signings that I want to talk about, uh, they're both running backs. Zeke signing with the Pats and Cook signing with the Jets, which that's probably the bigger of the two. But uh, still, Zeke going to the Pats is pretty huge for them. Yeah, I don't know. Have you have you had any contact from Big Loz yet? Any any tears coming down, raining down, raining down from Sydney? Um, he tried to play it off like he did. He was like, "Oh, you know, Zeke goes, Zeke goes," but he's got it. He can't it. I mentioned it to him like on, on the episode that we were doing. Oh, who is it? Name and shame. Sorry, Papa Webby, I can't answer that right now. Oh, man. No, so I mentioned, I did mention this last when we were doing the episode, and he, he almost alluded to the fact he didn't want him back. Mm. And, and I was talking to a couple of other Cowboys fans, and they were like not that upset to see him go, which I don't know if it was like, you know, one of those things, like you already know you're losing something, so let's act all like bullish and be like, yeah, oh, I don't want him anymore. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah so he, he's like, getting a lot around Juice Vaughan, which I reckon is another little ploy. Like, he looked all right in the weekend, but just another ploy to be like, oh, no, no, we love Juice. We don't need. Look over Zeke. here, look over here, look over here. Don't yeah. worry about this over here. <laughs> Zeke going out the door. But yeah. Big, big signing for the Pats, though. Yeah, yeah. They did struggle on, um, you know, goal line touches last year, and, and Zeke was number four for goal line touches. So it's a good signing for them. And hey, look, if Mac has a, has a year, you just never know. Well, and it's only going to help Mac be a better quarterback if the running game's, you know, good and up and up and running, you know, fun. <laughs> but um yeah, if the running game's strong, that's only gonna help Mac in his what what is it, third third year in, in the NFL? Fourth, um, yeah. Fourth, so, yeah. Nah, good good signing that's by the Pats. But Cook going to the Jets, that yeah, is that's big. That hurts. They're becoming a wagon now. <laughs> oh, like like now they're like they were Super Bowl or bust when Aaron Rodgers went there. Now they've signed everyone else. They Dang. are Super Bowl or bust like times ten. It's crazy. But like adding Cook's gonna be huge because what he averaged almost twelve hundred yards last year and eight touchdowns. You throw that like onto the Jets with the weapons they've already got and Aaron Rodgers and like uh the quarterback that they currently have, Bryce Hall. Had a ripper season last season. And uh, so, like, now you've got two absolute weapons at the running back position. Yeah, oh, Brees Hall. Yeah, sorry. he, uh, But he's injured. So he'll be out for the first few... Oh, he's, he's one of those knee brazies. So we'll see how long he takes to come back. But that probably gives him a little bit extra time to get under his... or get his feet under him as well. Like, it's the pressure. Knowing that they're not... If they were struggling at running back, you'd feel the pressure to come back. But he'll, he'll be primed coming into the, you know, the... the pointy end of the season and was it a one year deal for Cook? Yeah. Yeah, about eight eight point six probably more with incentives. Similar money for Zeke as well. Is that uh, similar? He was closer for... to the six six million mark. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, look, not too shabby. Oh well, I'd say give me it for twelve months. But for a year's work, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Colts have named officially. We got the got the inside scoop from um Harrow this morning. I got a message. Oh. Uh, our, our long-time listener, Harrow. 
Colts have named Richardson as a starter, which is the end of Minshew Mania, is it? Or... Pump those brakes. Not the end. Not the end. <laughs> um, we, we, had, we had Minshew Mania last year when he was the second stringer. So all it takes is one small injury and he'll be back. As he's not slipping to third, the mania goes on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he is a good hype man on the, on the sidelines, Minshew. So he'll stick around for him. But the, the idea of – and everything that's come out about Richardson has been, you know, give him some time to develop. We've given him one week. He's in straight away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still preseason. It's still preseason, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start week one, which is gonna be huge. But I think, yeah. and that was known going in, like they didn't have an answer to their quarterback question. So, and he he is their answer for the future. So he's gonna be starting, you know, more often than not. They 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 talked about a lot about his ceiling. So like where he's at the now and his ceiling being so much higher. So they know that they're they're in for a bit of pain first year or two as he develops and grows, but he's going to be in that starting position um, just because he has to. Like, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's Hopefully they can um, – I haven't heard any more about the Taylor situation, but hopefully they can sort that out and then – Had no news on that. Uh, QB running back just synchronised going forward would be ideal for them, I think. So. Yeah, well, that, and we, that's what they need. We talked about they need – some continuity and consistency at the you know at the head coach level and it just all the way down through all the positions they, that's that's sort of what they need to get their franchise back on them them winning ways mm-hmm. uh, and last bit was actually something that I said might have been last week the week before uh, and I finally actually gone out and, and worked out what it was so in last year I reckon it might have been with you cards we went through the the cut dates from 90 down to 83 we did. that to- was that was some of our earlier work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Episode 31 was a particularly good one. Um, oh, earlier than that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But this year, so I actually found out that they've changed it. So everyone still can potentially have 90 on their list, but they have to be at 53 by August 29 US time, obviously. So August 30 our time. So... There's no, you know, down to 81, down to 70. It's just... So it could potentially from 90 to 53 in a day. Yeah, technically, yeah. I think teams have probably started to get that ball rolling like normal, but yeah, can, as of the 28th, can have 90 people on the roster. Is that purely just to manage injuries better or... Um, Yeah, maybe more opportunities as well because then you get to lead into pre-season games be able to work people more and then there's obviously more opportunities for teams to see you. Like I'm sure there's a myriad what, of reasons. What's going on the joint training camps as well now as long as so in conjunction with the preseason games. Um so yeah, you're right. Maybe just a better ch- or more of a chance to look at a greater number of, of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh w- there's been a couple of good little dust ups with those joint training. Yeah, I've seen a bit getting handled on the socials, the commanders and the who was it? Yes. Uh not Dallas. Whoever it was. Oh, the Ravens. Ravens, yeah. Mark Andrews tossing someone to the side. It was actually quite nice. <laughs> Good, getting the old boys it's in there. Throwing they've, all the, they've all got the bubble helmets on. <laughs> it looks, it looked pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I did see our boy Chris Paul, number seventy-five, just floating around in a few of those videos. And uh, Big CP, CP three. Uh, but yes, the AFC West is what West. we are doing today. Before we talk about this, oh, nice, nice Where little prelude there. Yes, I always look at Danny and he giving me the eyeballs. So. The first half brought to you by C2C Rare Threads. I was going to wear a jumper in there today. Uh, it's my Kent State hoodie uh, that they sent me, but it's a bit warm. So I've gone without that stuff. Uh, but they send you some really incredible stuff. So I do. I can't recommend enough the uh, the blind hoodies or, or the uh, 
Mystery Pack. Mystery Pack. That's the mystery one. Box. Yeah, well done. Uh, mystery box. Box. yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's incredible value as well. It's only like 90 bucks. Like, you can't get three hoodies for 90 bucks anywhere. Yeah. So, no, you can absolutely delicious. C2C rare threads, 10% off with the Any Given Sunday code. Find all their stuff on our socials. Cuts, I believe you're kicking us off. I have the rundown of the year that was. And so, off the back of three or four episodes ago of Danny's great work of his uh, storytelling and he, he weaved a nice little tale of the year that was. So we've, we've tried to try to go on with that. And I shout out to the website um, Fantasy Points. So they were a big um, source of information for me on this one. So shout out and credit to them. So I'm not trying shout to steal out. your work. This is me acknowledging you right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, gone ahead and tried to write a bit of a spiel. So AFC West for 2022. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, they took out the division with the record 14-3. Uh, they actually tied Philly for the best regular season record uh, this year. Your birds, Danny Boy. Your birds. Uh, your birds, go birds. So uh, many people are now labelling the Chiefs as the NFL's latest dynasty team um, after their second Super Bowl victory in the last four seasons. And they still manage this despite trading away the NFL's, or arguably the NFL's best wide receiver in Tyreek Hill in the offseason. Um, didn't matter. Paddy Mahomes, he led the NFL with 5,250 passing yards and 41 passing touchdowns. Uh, he did that on his way to take out his second MVP award. Um, nice little side note. He also broke the nine-game losing streak for of the regular season MVPs for losing the Super Bowl. So if that makes sense. So there was a bit of a curse, apparently. Um, he's gone on. He's broken that curse. And then he went on to claim the Super Bowl MVP for good measure as well. Um, throughout the year, the Chiefs' offense finished first in scoring offense with 29.2 points per game. Total offense, 413.6 yards per game. And then also passing, uh, they finished first as well with, uh, what is it, 297 yards per game. Um, Paddy Mahomes, he wasn't the only Chief who dominated in his position throughout the year. Travis Kelsey also set new career highs with 110 receptions and 12 receiving touchdowns. And he also extended uh, the record, which he currently holds, for the most consecutive 1,000-yard seasons by a tight end to seven. So he's currently sitting at seven seasons there over 1,000 yards. Um, the Chiefs also extended their streak of hosting the conference championship game to five, and they won their third AFC title. Um, and they beat Joey Burrow and the Bagels for the first time, for Mahomes' first time getting over the over the Bagels. Um, and we all remember the talk about Burrowhead Stadium and Burrow owning Mahomes and being the father of Mahomes and all that sort of stuff. So they put all that to bed. They kept all the receipts, and uh, Travis Kelsey was pretty happy to roll all them out after the game. Um, head coach Andy Reid, he led the Chiefs to their 10th consecutive winning season since he's arrived at Kansas City. And the Chiefs also locked up their seventh consecutive AFC West title. Only the Patriots have won more consecutive decision, division titles um, with 11 straight in the AFC East in their run from 09 to 2019. We now move on to, how are we going? <laughs> keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Yeah, the titles will be playing by the time we're done. It'll be good. <laughs> So we move on to the Chargers now. Um, in the offseason, lots of people were expecting the Chargers to be a bit more of a challenge to the Chiefs than um, what they ultimately were in the AFC West. That didn't quite work out. I had a bit of a look back through their schedule, and, and although they went 10-7 and 7 throughout the year, they were never quite able to grab a big win against quality opposition. Like you might, A few might be able to argue maybe the Dolphins, that win against the Dolphins was good, but even the Dolphins sort of struggled last year. So 
Um, saying that, they did still reach the postseason for the first time since 2018. But unfortunately, um, as we all remember, they went down. Uh, they gave up that 27-point lead to the Jags mm-hmm. in the wild card round. And they also grabbed another little stat. They became the first team to lose a postseason game with a plus five turnover di- differential or better. So not a great one. Uh, not a great stat to grab there. Justin Herbert's first time in the postseason, and obviously he'll be looking to improve on that disappointing exit. Positive to take from the year, Herbert became the first quarterback uh, to have six players with 500-plus receiving yards, so that's pretty good good spread amongst uh, the receivers and the things there. Wide receiving weapons, though, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams combined to miss 14 games, so that, will, that sort of contributes a lot to uh, their sort of lackluster showing throughout the year. Running back Austin Eckler, he was a bit of a shining light in offense. He finished the year with a league-high 18 touchdowns to go along with his 107 receptions and 100, uh, sorry, 1,637 scrimmage yards. Um, defensively, they, they, they kind of struggled. So 2021 All-Pro left tackle uh, Rashawn Slater, he missed 14 games with a torn bicep. And then their big off-season uh, acquisitions, Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, they just didn't have the output they were hoping for. So defensively, that sort of they sort of struggled there just um, throughout the year. So contributed to their 10-7 record. My boys, the Raiders. Uh, this isn't going to. This isn't nice. It's not good. But um, <laughs> at a very shaky season under our first-year head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. Um, Finishing in now, what do we have? Another losing season. Last one was in 2019, so not that long gap between losing seasons, and didn't get anywhere near going to back-to-back playoffs. Uh, last time that happened for the Raiders was in 0102, because uh, obviously we made the playoffs last year. Uh, became here we go. This is a good stat. They became the first team to blow out, sorry, to blow five different double-digit leads in second half in NFL history. So just unable to hold on to leads and close out games. And then this stat here, I think, is pretty telling. Uh, we went four and nine in one possession games this season after last season going seven and two in one possession game. So it just makes a huge difference. Those one possession games, like it, it can turn your season from obviously a winning season into a losing season pretty quickly. Um, one of the big low points uh, that I sort of thought was that loss in week 14, Thursday night football to the Rams um, after Baker Mayfield signed two days earlier um, with the Rams. He was able to come out and snatch the lead in the last quarter. And yeah, uh, I thought that was one of the low points. Derek Carr, his time at the Raiders ended a couple of weeks later. He threw three second half interceptions and blew the lead against the Steelers. And that was the last time we saw Carr as a Raider. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, he managed to lead the NFL despite all these troubles. Uh, Devontae managed to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns with 14 for the second time in the last three years. So he's got a total of 43 touchdowns uh, from 2020 to 2022. That's massive numbers. And then Josh Jacobs, uh, he also led the league with 1,653 rushing yards. Um, That was kind of despite having a bit of a stable of running backs. And McDaniels kind of has a bit of a uh, reputation for using many uh, different people through the backfield. So, well done to Joshy there. Um, but unfortunately, that kind of meant they were pretty one-dimensional as well. So Adams and Jacobs combined for a massive 59.5% of Las Vegas' scrimmage yards for the year and 65% of the offensive touchdowns. So need to spread the load a little bit next year. And then lastly, rounding out with the Broncos. So the big uh, preseason expectations on the Broncos after they sort of orchestrated that massive deal for Russell Wilson, they quickly faded. And the Broncos just became the punchline a lot of 
for a lot of jokes for media and supporters around the league. Um, ultimately, the brand new Walter Penner family ownership group, they ended up sacking um, first year head coach Nathaniel Hackett, I think 15 games into the season. Um, so that didn't quite work out. From the Broncos, they would have been looking for a big return on investment because they gave away a lot of uh, first round picks and first, second round picks for Russ to the Seahawks. But instead they got so the return from Russ they got was his worst ever touchdown rate, his worst completion completion percentage, and his worst quarterback rating. So Russ just absolutely stunk it up last year. Um, a good funny stat that was kicking around that was in his $25 million Colorado mansion, he had uh, he had more bathrooms in that mansion than he had touchdowns for the year, and he didn't, uh, <laughs> which was 12. He didn't actually change. He didn't pass that until week 17 when he got yeah. his... He got his 12th or 30th touchdown. Um, the Broncos, they didn't score 30-plus points in a single game until the very last game, dead rubber against the Chargers. Um, the Broncos, they finished with a losing record for the sixth consecutive season, um, so which ranks them behind only the Jets for the longest active streak of losing season, so that's not great. Uh, they also missed the postseason for the seventh straight time since Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl um, there. Um, and... What else have I got? Oh, and they also matched. So the in franchise history, it was the most losses of 12. They matched the 2010 team for their most losses in franchise history. And that's 2022, boys. How'd we go? Yeah. You, still, you, still there, you? <laughs> you didn't have a drink? Yeah. <laughs> that's no. a bit of balls. That one is huge. Uh, as Danny put in our little chat group, I can't believe you you saying that somebody else wrote that for you. It sounds like it was... Straight out of your vocabulary, mate. It's beautiful. No, you brother. I mean, I did have help. As I mentioned, I had help from the... I'm from... him. I'm him. <laughs> That's beautiful. That was, uh, that was very well done, mate. It's, uh, it's on to me now for the ins and outs, and we're going to do them... Uh... Rest the episode. I'm... Yeah, that's it. You've actually said more words in that than, than you will for the rest of it. Um, wow. We're going to start off with the, the Denver Broncos as we are going from bottom to top. Danny, just so you know when it comes around to your schedule, Al. Obviously, I did it the other way. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the additions, I think you, you did allude to the fact that they got rid of their head coach halfway or three-quarters of the way through the season. So I think the biggest addition is definitely Sean Payton as head coach. Uh, that's That'll be huge for them, but they've also added a few other players. Not really any huge names that I can see in this list. Quarterback Jared Stidham from your Raiders, he's one. Not huge. Um, Marcus Callaway uh, from the Saints and Sammy Perron we're going to go with. I, I can't remember how to see that. No, I didn't. Uh, that was from the Bengals, Sammy. Uh, he had a few big games for the Bengals. So, uh, And then there's others like Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers. He's pretty good right tackle. So uh, they, they did have a few in. Some departures they had. Again, nothing really standing out to me just looking through this list. Chase Edmonds has gone to the Bucks. Um, Calvin Anderson, he was a left tackle, gone to the Patriots. Mike Boone has gone to the Texans. He was a running back. And tight end Andrew Beck. Did you know any of those names I just said? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. No other huge names that I can see. Freddie Swain, he's probably the biggest wide receiver who's gone to the Dolphins. So not a huge uh, off-season. Only the real big one would be um, coaching. That's probably their biggest in for the uh, the season. Danny. 
thought we did the predictions right at the end. Oh, yeah, it's the schedule. My bad. Well. <laughs> your whole section. Oh, they are doing the predictions at the end. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't wrong with that. I wasn't, no. was not wrong with that. Uh, apologies, fam. Uh, some of the big games, I reckon, like the few, I've, I've, for the Broncos, I've marked their must wins because like I, I'm not all that hopeful uh, in their upcoming season. Uh, obviously, Russell uh, Wilson came off one of his worst seasons ever, as Cass alluded to in his little 22 spiel. Uh, so, our, so a few must-win games, I reckon, when they've, when they've got the Raiders at home, absolutely must-win. That's week one. Uh, <laughs> it's a must win for the Broncos. <laughs> Probably... We're looking at this in Bronco eyes. I, yeah, I Broncos eyes, Broncos eyes. Then uh, the following week, they've also got the Commanders. So they the first two games, they really need to be going 2-0. If they're going 1-1 one one in one of those two, it is a slippery slope for them down there. Uh, a couple of other games, when they go into Chicago, they've got the Bears. They need to take them down as well. Uh, and then another big one later down the line. Uh, their buy is not until November, the 5th of November, so, which is not too bad for them. But yeah, looking f- a little bit further down the line, they've got the Browns at home as well. That is a, another absolute must win. Because apart from that, they've got the Bills and the Jets in there as well. And so like they've got a couple of few tough games in there. So yeah, they're definitely their must wins. Yeah, we worked out it was the AFC East and the NFC North they've got, don't they? So definitely a couple of tougher games. Well, especially the AFC East, like... As we're expecting them to be, uh, some some big games for the uh, for this whole division, really. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for this whole division going forward. And the, yeah, also I think it's in week sixteen. They've got uh, they're going into Detroit at the Lions, and the Lions obviously being touted as one of those teams that are looking to improve. Like that, yeah, yeah, it's one of those teams that they're like it's going to be really really tough. I think for them going into Detroit that late in the season. But then to close out, they've got the Patriots, Chargers and Raiders. So they might be able to end the season in a little bit more friendly fashion. I reckon they're going to end the season on a low, but no worries. <laughs> so they've got the Raiders book ending first and book, last. Book ending, yeah. I've noticed they do that a little bit with uh, the schedule where they can. Seems like mm. with the divisional games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just nice... uh, next, we'll go on to your radars. So they had a bit bigger of a, an off season. So their biggest signing, obviously, would be QB Jimmy Jimmy G, uh, who a lot of people have touted as could possibly have a big year, and especially with some weapons, like you said, sixty five percent of the offense coming from two players. If you can spread that around a little bit, it'd be a little bit better. But just got some two position defenses. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. A little bit harder. But he has also got some weapons in for him. So tight end Austin Hooper from the Titans. He's a he's a pretty big pass catcher, big boy as well. Uh, wide receiver Jacoby Myers. Now he's actually won a game for the Raiders already when he played for the Pats last year and uh, <laughs> threw away that infamous pass that ended up uh, Mac Jones got run over. But uh, they've also got Philip Dorsett, um, edge rusher Jordan Willis from the Niners. Uh, Justin Murray from the Bills. So, so some pretty good ins. OJ Howard from the Texans. Like some good additions um, for them, as well as some good signings. Just keeping him on the on the list. Uh, some big departures though. Darren Waller, he's gone uh, to the Giants. Yeah, he had a bit of a slow last year. He's on the way. He's washed anyway. Uh, <laughs> Derek Carr, he's definitely washed. He's on the way out of the Saints, although it looked like he had an incredible game for the uh, well, incredible first quarter for the Saints on the weekend. Denzel Perryman, the linebacker, uh, wide receiver Mac Hollins, uh, cornerback Sidney Jones, and 
Jared Stidham, as we mentioned, he's gone to the Broncos as well. So completely new QB room, which could be could be interesting for your Raiders going forward, Cats. Yes. It's like on that, it's gonna be it's hard because Derek Carr and obviously Devontae Adams buddy buddies. And a lot of the times where it was successful for the Raiders, Carr was hitting it long to Adams, which is completely against Jimmy G's mentality. He loves those short little nice tight passes. And so it's like kind of, you know, you're almost hampering, hampering like the Adams skill, which is to go along and catch big passes by bringing in Jimmy G. But, I don't know if he even has that long pass in him. Well, my, well I was going to say my counter argument will be having such a quality wide receiver in Adams is going to empower Jimmy G to just oh. long ball a lot more. So was it the shoulder he got reconstructed? So maybe yeah. yep, he's got a bionic shoulder in there. He can throw it at least a hundred yards if he wants to. At least a hundred. At least. Okay. Nice. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. Nah, watch um, this space. <laughs> so some important games for... Did you talk about the draft picks? I have not. You're a great point. So, well done. I don't have it. Okay. <laughs> all right. You have uh, one job. <laughs> I have one job. Uh, I had all day to do it. I was so confident what I've done. Quickly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, must, must, have been some, must have been some tough names to pronounce. Only the reason he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I had all day as well. Are you scrambling to find them now or not? I am very much scrambling to find them now. Okay. We'll, we'll go through the schedule. Do you think? Yeah, we'll go through the schedule. So, so important games. They've got the Broncos and Bills to start, and I already gave Broncos the first win. So they, they're probably starting 0-2. So the next game you after... Raiders eyes on now. Yeah, I do. And I, they're still starting 0-2. I've got, <laughs> I've got very little faith in what in the moves that they did off-season. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They look good. I think Derek Carr was a much better fit as a whole. And having, Two away games, though. Two away games to start. It's always tough. Always tough. Always tough. But then you've got the Steelers at home which is very yep. important. You really need to take that up because you can't really start starting 3 because then you're away at the Chargers. And after that, the start of the season is so important for you guys because then you've got the Packers next at home. So really you need, you need to be taking out the Packers there. Uh, but, that. That's me, yeah? <laughs> yeah, October 9th. Book your tickets, book your tickets. Uh, then you've got a late buy in week 13. And then following that, you've got Minnesota at home, which is going to be tough. Chargers at home. Then you go into the Chiefs. Then you go into the Colts, which should be a win. Then you're going to finish with the Broncos at home. It's a really quite a tough schedule start and end. I think, yeah, right. Yeah, there's that middle stretch sort of weeks three to ten-ish that, yeah, we need to do a lot of work there. Yeah, uh, and in, in, and in that... It's looking pretty tough. Yeah, and in that three to ten, like it's the Packers, Patriots, Bears, Lions, not, there's, yeah, Giants, there's, Jets. There's not enemies. Like, like we've talked about, we're expecting the Bears to be improved, the Lions to be improved, the Giants, we know, you know, they can kind of beat anyone on their day. Like New England, who are they? What are they going to be like? The Packers, they're probably easy beats. That's no dramas. But <laughs> those other teams in there, like it's... That's the easy stretch of our schedule. So it's... Yeah, it's looking like it could be a painful year next year. Or this yeah. year, so. Unless yeah. Jimmy G comes up and shows out. Like, he does have that bionic shoulder that I referred to. So. 100 plus. We'll see. Uh, are you done? Yes, man. Yeah, beautiful. I have scrambled very quickly, and I've actually come up pretty well. So we'll, oh, go, back one step. <laughs> we'll go back one step. The Broncos draft picks, they had uh, first round two, pick 63. So that was because they sold all their soul before the Russell Wilson. So oh, their yeah, first pick. Marvin Mims Jr., wide receiver out of Oklahoma. 
Round three, pick 67, was Drew Sanders, a linebacker out of Arkansas. Arkansas, for those <laughs> playing at home. And pick three, uh, round three, pick 83, Riley Moss was a cornerback out of Iowa. So some good picks for those boys. But the Raiders, who we're talking about oh, now, next one, they had uh, the seventh overall pick. They picked Tyree Wilson, a defensive end out of Texas Tech. Round yeah. two, pick number 35 overall. Michael Mayer, he was a big tight end out of Notre Dame. So he's a good pick for you to replace Darren Waller, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we might have talked about him a little bit throughout last year. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, we're, we're talking about he, was, he was tossing up whether he was the best tight end in the draft. So. Yeah, he laid up to the draft. I reckon we were talking about him. So, that, yeah, that's a good get. Good get. And then round number three, pick 100 overall, Trey Tucker, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Beautiful. Had them the entire time. Of course he did. On to the Chargers, who finished second. Uh, so they have had a very quiet offseason as far as additions, except for their draft picks, which I do have. Uh, <laughs> linebacker Eric Kendricks out of the Vikings is pretty much uh, their only pickup, their only addition that I've got. They have re-signed a few, such as their QB, for a massive amount of money. Um, and other players, you know, J.K. Scott, the punter, uh, Cameron Dicker, the kicker. Everyone loved him. He had a few... Best few, name in football. Yeah, he had a few big games last year, so that's a good uh, position. Around. But they also didn't lose too many either. So there's actually three departures that I've gotten on their list. Um, Joe Gazzanio, uh defensive lineman, has gone to the Falcons. Right tackle Storm Norton has gone to the States. Storm Norton? Storm Norton. And <laughs> linebacker Drew Tranquil. Tranquil, linebacker. Um, has gone elsewhere. doesn't say where he's gone. And their picks. Round one, pick 21, Quentin Johnson. He had a good touchdown on the weekend, and his shoes were untied the whole time. What? They've put up uh, on their socials. It's incredible. Like you can it's, see it from a long way out that his shoes well, are untied. Quick little sidebar. Playing footy, do you like your boots tight, or do you, do you kind of just tie them just to tie the laces? Uh, no, I haven't. I do pull them pretty tight, but I've gone down the, the just tying them nicely, but pull the, the laces tight, but just... I'm tight. I need that boot hugging hugging my foot. Like, yeah. I see a few of the boys in the change room before the game, and it's literally just tying them up for the sake of it. It's like, oh, couldn't have it. Nah, I see, they... I got the... With them undone, that's pretty... Yeah, ingre- and like a toe-tapping touchdown, which is incredible. So Yeah. Uh, round two, pick 54, Tuli... Tui Palatu, an edge rusher out of the USC. Uh, I wish I had more time to read these names. <laughs> Round three, pick 85, Diane Henley, linebacker out of Washington State. Uh, We're glad you didn't. Yeah, so do I. Actually, I would, have, I would have stuffed it up even if I did have more time. Over to you, Danny. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking of the day that I had that I was going to be one who had a slippery slope today. Yeah, I can't believe I shit the bed, but I genuinely did. <laughs> Oh, it makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> so the Chargers, uh, one of the most important games is at home. Game week one against the Dolphins. Dolphins going to be coming in hot and strong. Herbert's mm. obviously signed for big money. I reckon personally they've improved their team uh, from last year. So very, very big one to come out at the start. Uh, the issue for them, though, they got the week five bye, so it's like super early. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, going to be a long end for the rest of the season. Some big games that they've got. Uh, which are going to be tough ones. Like they've got the Jets, they've got must wins against the Lions and the Packers. They've got the Ravens in there, which is going to be tough out. 
Uh, and to end their season, they got the Bills, Broncos, and Chiefs. Oof. But luckily for them, uh, it goes Bills at home, Broncos in Denver, then back at home for the Chiefs. So at least they're finishing at home. But yeah, very, very, very tough end to the season. Mm. Yes. They, I, but they're also in that period where they, they'll have expectations of themselves to be at least in those games, if not winning them. Yeah, especially after like they, like we said, they made it to the playoffs with having a massive injury list. They want to be improving on that. Like Herbert signed his massive deal. They want to be like continuing to get better. So they want to be, yeah, not only in it, but definitely winning him. Winning him, yeah. Well, I look that... forward to seeing what you say. Well, yeah, well, I'll, before, I suppose, we'll get into it later, so I'll hold fire. Remember, though, write it down. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> On to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so they have had a few additions, but I think their biggest thing is their, is their departures, which is always going to happen coming success. You know, the, the second, things, third, what? second, third, fourth stringers are going to get opportunities elsewhere on bigger money, all those kind of things. So uh, some players in, Juwan Taylor, offensive tackle out of the Jags, uh, Drew Tranquil, which I just mentioned from the Chargers, uh, Byron Kawas from the Colts, and Charles... On a Menehu from the 49ers. He's an edge rusher, so he's going to be big for them. Uh, some of their departures, like I said, some huge ones. Frank Clark, they actually released him, uh, which I thought he had a big couple of years. Maybe he's retired. But uh, left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. has gone to the Bagels. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has gone to the Pats. Andrew Wiley has gone to the Commanders, a big right tackle. Uh, Ronald Jones the second, uh, he's a Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he played for them last year, so he's two yes. times a winner <laughs> running back. Our boy, our boy, Carts, fullback Michael Burton's gone to the Broncos. Yeah, he did. That was very soon after the Super Bowl. Pretty much as soon as we after we interviewed him, actually. <laughs> after we interviewed him, it was named. So that's our, our boy, he's gone to sign a big money deal at the Broncos. So good on him. Nicole Hardman's gone to the Jets, uh, and. Juwan Thornhill has gone to the Browns. Stop laughing. I was just working out other names that I was going to know. But they're, I reckon they're the biggest names. So as you can see, probably a bigger influx out than in, or outflux in than out. Um, but that's always going to happen when you are the, the Super Bowl ooh, champions. Did you say they're draft picks? Pick 31. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Round one, pick 31. Fearless. And Dyke Uzama. Yep. He's well. effective and out of Kansas State. He's done well there. Round two, pick 45, 55. Thanks, mate. Uh, Rashid Weiss, Bryce, a wide receiver out of SMU. And then round three, pick 92, Wayan Morris is an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Before we move on to your schedule, <clears throat> Danny, um, I want to touch on Macca, the question for you i suppose yep. obviously patrick mahomes best quarterback in the league he's elite the constant um turnover of players in that wide receiver room like is that eventually going to catch up and affect him or if he, he's just so good that whatever player he's got there or whatever weapons they get he's going to make it work well i think he's got his security blanket in travis kelsey he's always there That's such a big part of it isn't such it? a huge part of it but it's i think it's more on like andy Reid and the guys bringing him in you got to, they'd have to vet him pretty well who they're bringing in to say, look, you're coming into this system. You've got to fit into this system. You've got to work with, like you said, Patty Mahomes. You've got to be able to be open at all times, kind of thing. Like, he will hit you when you're open. So I think it's a bit more on the coaching staff to make sure that they're going to be the right people to fit with 
Mahomes. And then, you know, it sounds like even just watching quarterback uh, the series, he makes sure that he gets around the players. And, you know, I even heard Aaron Rodgers saying this week that he's been having lunch um, at different tables every, just to get that, you know, continuity with, with players. So, yes, it's going to be harder, obviously, because you trust factor and things like that. But, you know, they're all professionals. They've got to be getting on the same page pretty quickly, I would have thought. And, like, you, his fullback is, as long as he's injury-free, is his rushing game. His rushing game is, like, yeah. phenomenal. The way he can rush and then scramble and then throw the most ridiculous pass and still hit his target, like, that's that's his bread and butter. So if players aren't getting open on the, you know, their initial slant, and then they have a little divert. He'll he'll see that he's got enough yeah. like legs underneath him to wait for that and still hit that target, which he is something can, only only Patrick Mahomes really can do at this point. He can extend those plays, so maybe yeah, your lower level receivers, he's going to give more of an opportunity, more of a chance. Yeah. More of a ceiling, like you mentioned before. Well, we know Mahomes has got no ceiling. It's more I'm talking about the wide receivers. Yeah, you're, you're, but I'm a, sorry, lot time, gives... a lot of time you're only as good as what you you're throwing to. So. Yeah, yeah. Just, just just a thought. Just it just seems like they do have a, a, and it's probably a bit exaggerated, but a bit of a revolving door on that wide receiver. Oh no, hundred percent. And that's like we said, that's what's going to happen when you are successful. But you're also going to be if you if you come in and you drop three or four passes in a row, you're probably on the other end of that revolving door. So oh, you're right. Yeah, come in and ready to go. On to the next one. Yeah, yeah, true. Danny and you're. Yeah, so my issue with the Chiefs going into this is the potential for a Super Bowl hangover. Their first game, though, is the Lions at home, which probably should bode well for them. Uh, obviously, everyone's touting up the Lions to come in strong. But their next game, they've got the Jags in Jacksonville. I reckon that one could be a tough one. Like Trevor Lawrence has got a lot to prove, especially after they're out in the playoffs last year. Um, on October 1st, they've got the Jets. I think that's going to be highly touted because it's going to be two big heavy hitters. Be a goodie. Um, that should be a goodie. Real, real massive. Uh, week 10's their bye. Then after that, the probably biggest game of the season for any division is week 11. They've got the Philly Eagles. And they've got it at home, which is going to be a tough game for the Eagles to go into. Obviously, Mahomes is going to want to beat them a lot more than what they've been in the Super Bowl. But then Philly are going to be twice as hungry as well, going down to them in the Super Bowl. And then their second last game... Uh, the season so week 17 they got the Bengals but they got it at Kansas City Kansas City so we're gonna have Burrow ahead all over again which really? is gonna be gonna be a really nice way to end the season nice. yes. that is a great game to finish all right good on the second, line second last game second last game second last game, last game. but but either way close. still a great great finishing uh, to the other year and good on the lines I think we said it during their thing but to be named and get that first game is, is pretty huge especially against the Super Bowl champions Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's be Thursday night foot like it's going to be a massive draw, like first yeah. game of the year. So yeah, it's massive, massive for the Lions. But yeah, a, a good schedule there. Like you know, pick out any game and you and you could say you know this is going to be a bit of a bit of a cracker. So they, they're always going to have the toughest schedule coming off the Super Bowl. And, but, um, and that's the thing. Like when was the last back to back Super Bowl winner? Was it oh, the Patriots? I, Oh, three or four Patriots? Or was it sooner than that? Nah, I reckon you're pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that just shows you in history. Like, it's not very often that there is back-to-back winners. How hard it is, yeah. So, how hard it is to come back. And they've lost a bunch. So, it's going to be very... I think it's going to be a tough season for the Chiefs, but whether they come back and actually take it out 
at all again. It's hard for, with Mahomes because, especially after watching quarterback, you see inside his mind, he is so switched on all the time. And he's thinking of everything. He's learning everything. He's working on his game 24-7. His fitness regime made me look at myself being like, I need to be fitter. <laughs> like, I just need to be fitter. Yeah. Oh, was it, was it, was, it was phenomenal. But And it's not just Mahomes. It's Andy Reid as well. The yeah. way he empowers the players, like be, be yourselves. He lets them, well, maybe just Mahomes, but he lets Mahomes design plays and things like that. It's Patrick Mahomes. You're going to let him do it. But like, he's the perfect coach for their, their system. Like, you know, and, and it, they're it's just, in it's, there. it's not just Mahomes. He lets design plays. He lets design any player. Well, let's him design yeah. play like it, he does. I thought, yeah. yeah, good. I thought I wasn't sure if it was just Mahomes or if anyone had a play. No, nah, so. it's a team. It's a team thing. So if the team can organize a play together, he'll let them let them have it, and they'll then they'll name it something after the player. Yeah, after the player, like that. Yeah, right. yeah that's right. Because they um, Mahomes talked about um, the yeah, Pokemon. What? Yes, yes. <laughs> was it uh, so or something. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah. good. Uh, cards. Did you manage to get the odds? I'll get that up now while you... Yeah, uh, I've got them if you don't want it. Because you haven't actually talked about our second half sponsor yet. Oh, great call. So you do that while I talk about American <laughs> Connection with a K. Uh, the lads up there, perfect for all American football equipment and apparel. Lads and gals. Lads and gals. And, yes, sorry, and the gals. But the apparel, that's the biggest thing for these guys, I think. They're, they're really making uh, it affordable and achievable for Australians to get into the game because we do know it does come with quite... Uh, an expense. So they are amazing at getting this, the top quality brands um, for people to use on field, which I think is absolutely incredible. And they're giving 10% off with the code any given Sunday, which is awesome. So American Connection with a K, find them through our socials is probably the easiest way. Definitely. You've got, did that give you enough time? Oh, I had it at the, as soon as you said American Connection. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, fast, Danny fastest Boy. fingers in the West. <laughs> are you going to start again, Danny Boy, from the bottom to the top? What are your I'm, predictions? I'm going to start from. No, we're here. Yeah, I'm going to start from like not what we've been doing from the bottom to the top. My predictions from the bottom to the top. Ooh. So I reckon uh, the Raiders are going to be the bottom of the division this year. Uh, as I said, I don't have all that much faith in what they've done in the off season. I'm not the biggest Jimmy G fan going around. Happy to be proven wrong. Love Daniel. to see. I'd love to see him succeed. Daniel, but, close. Daniel, close. Uh, I, I think uh, the combination of what he's got and his skill set don't really go hand in hand. But, anyway, but look so, at the schedule too. Tough schedule. Yeah, you got to be real tough schedule. Be realistic. And, like even I've got to be realistic. Like, and yeah. I was trying, I was trying to be as nice as possible. And I've given them five and twelve. Oh. <laughs> that was a bit generous. Nice. Oh, All right. Well, that's pretty schmelly. Well, the, the bookies, <laughs> our, our friends at points, are, are they our friends? Yeah, fully enough. <laughs> our acquaintances at sport at points bet, um, they have the Raiders over under at six and a half. So you've taken them at the under there. Yeah, yeah, yeah dog. Yeah. I, I reckon if they, I'm going to say we're winning if, seven. Yeah, I'm going to say the overs. Just to if they get a bit of continuity, they can string a couple together. And okay. you've got. One of the best running backs and the best run, uh, wide We're receiver. around that one possession game stat. Well, that the Minnesota it's, Vikings it's are the perfect example of that. So totally different ball game. So I'm smashing yeah. the overs. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> hey, so someone's got to be the black sheep here, and it's me. <laughs> like next, it. we got, next we got the Broncos. We can't all agree. That's good. No, absolutely not. Uh, next we got the Broncos. I've got them going seven and ten. I uh, the with the way Russell uh, Williams. Wilson, <laughs> good, good talking. <laughs> the way Russell 
Paddy season last year with that decline, like uh, I feel like it's going to continue continue to head that way. So I've got them at seven and ten. Sean Payton, massive in. I just feel like yeah. Russell got exposed for the not the fraud, but just for like the you know it's all it's all about Russell and like I don't know. Feel it felt like he definitely lost the locker room and things like that throughout the year. Uh, so sorry, the bookies got him at eight and a half for the over under. I'm going to take the unders as well. What did you say, seven? Seven, yeah. So I'm, I'm, obviously, I mean, the bookies aren't friends at the moment. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I agree with you. I'm going to go the unders there, Danny boy. Yeah, so yeah. It could be. I reckon it's going to be. A root. These are the, the dark horse for me. I reckon they could either they could come out and win two, or they could come out and win twelve. I reckon there's that that Sean Payton effect is going to be huge. I think, but like you said, whether he has lost the locker room, you know. Could be, could be a big. It just feels like a massive wanker. I don't know. Yeah, like I remember seeing a photo. I can't remember who it was, but it was Wilson on the bench, and one of the players just looking at him. It was just pure disgust. Like, who, yeah. who do you think you are? You have twelve toilets and five touchdowns, mate. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He, and there was some videos. I know it's training camp. There was some videos coming out from him at training camp, and he wasn't hitting very many targets at all. Mm. And so, like, that doesn't show that you like. There should be good videos coming out of training camp because everyone looks elite in training camp. You know, That's what training camp's all about. We talked about it last week. The social media teams, they go to work, they do their thing. Everyone looks amazing. Yeah, so so when there's leaked videos. Yeah. yeah, there's that grainy footage from someone through the bushes. <laughs> it's the real thing. Uh, but yeah, so I might have been a bit generous with them giving them 7 and 10, but if the boogie's got them at 8.5, I feel like I'm hitting the unders no matter what. Uh, yep. ne- next, we've got the Chargers. Uh, I reckon they're going to go 10 and 7. I think it's, you and the bookies are friends. They've got the over under nine and a half. Yeah, so I'm going to tentatively touch the overs on that one. They should really, realistically, they should improve on last year. But like we said, the schedules for all these teams are so tough, so ridiculously tough. And that's why doing this part was one of the hardest that we've done for this one because yeah. every single team schedule is going to be hard. Yeah, well, this was this was where I was going to jump in early, but I said oh, I'll hold fire. I thought there was a bit of hype around the charges. This year, and I, I don't know, I just wasn't that bullish on them. I didn't rate them that much, but they are like, you know, big signing, signing Herbert, not a lot of changes to the roster throughout the offseason. I, I like that, like it's continuity. I think they will have a much better showing this year. Yeah, I, I agree, Dan. I'll take the overs. The, the bookies have got them at nine and a half over under. Um, I'll definitely go the overs. I see him at possibly 11, winning 11 games, I reckon. This yeah, year. There's, there's no way they're having a losing season. There's no yeah. way of having a losing season. I can see him going to the playoffs again in a wild card spot for sure. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing that I took out of your spiel, cards was the 14 games that the two, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, missed. Those guys have those boys on the pass. Such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting the W's, I think. So yep. I'll go the overs as well. Love it. And then, lucky last, obviously, top in the division, taking it out once again because. Purely because of the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey connection. <laughs> and also, they do, like, in fairness to the Chiefs, they do have the best, if not second best, offensive line still. That hasn't changed. Oh, who's the first best, Danny? <laughs> Go Birds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only me. Only me would say that. No, there's. No, there'll be one. Yeah. Both those teams are top two, and you can argue me either way, and I'll believe you, which is fine. Uh, so I'm giving them 12 and 5 just on that. I think they're not going to do as well as they did last year. They did lose a lot. I understand it's Mahomes and Reed, but given a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, they're going to finish 12 and 5. Get hunted a bit more. Yeah, but you're, you're spot on. The bookies and you are friends again. 11 and a half over under here. 
Yeah, so the book is with me. The Super Bowl hangover is real. With Which you. I'm going to smash that over because they'll win 12 comfortably and then, you know, the ceiling could be 13, 14, I think. Like, they're just – they are such a wagon. Like, they're so good. Mahomes is so elite. Him and Kelsey connection, Andy Reid factor. Man, I just think, yeah, they're in for another bumper year for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, it's the, you kind of got to pick them until they give you a reason not to. We've always said that. That was last year. It's a new season. It's 2023, bro. Nah, that's <laughs> You're going to come over with a wet sail and it'll be. <laughs> I'm just rehashing at end, everything. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> but it, it, like they, we haven't got a reason to pick against them yet. So until they don't, then we kind of got to go with them. So hmm. we will go with them. We will go. We will go. And we will go hard. Nice. That's it. Um, what a fumble for us. Us as a team, what a fumble of an episode. Go us. Yeah, we finished off with the Super Bowl champs. We've done well. That was great. That's a team. I did the most homework I've done. And Cardi's, oh, carriers. Cardi's, Cardi's carriers like Patrick Mahomes will carry the Chiefs this year. It's 12 and 5. The longest spit. I my Chiefs bit and I was like, silence after you guys. I was like... Are you still there? <laughs> We're just listening intently. Listening intently. No, because I had the I had my document up, so I couldn't actually see you. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, you're in full force." Like, I I won't lie. I walked in here cocko thinking, "I've oh, mate, I've smashed this." Oh, I've seen where's half, half of <laughs> You never do the draft picks. <laughs> I was winning. That's the end of our division. That is, that is our divisional done. But football has started. I don't know if you boys got to catch. I know Danny, you caught a couple of games, which is it's just That's so cool. good just to watch. Cool. Your your birds are on nine thirty on Friday morning, just as this episode comes out against the Browns. That's on ESPN. Speaking of ESPN, did you boys get to catch Hard Knocks? Yes. So is it available to us now? Because I was looking last week. Sunday and... at five o'clock. It's available every Sunday. Beautiful. I'm imagining I would... Ko would have it as well. Presuming. They did last year, yeah. Yeah. So I watched the first episode. No spoilers because it is it is still earlier. I know people like injured just beforehand, but just a, another good insight into the uh, the training facilities and, and and camp and what it's like. So as much as we, be another week to watch it. As much as we give you heaps of shit, like just seeing Aaron Rodgers do anything is good TV. Yeah, hundred percent is good TV. Yeah, and I, I oh shit, I forgot his name, but I love the coach. He's uh. Some of the stuff that he opened up with, um, yeah, it was just in, really good watching cards. So you'll enjoy oh, it. The, right? the Jet coach. Weird, but, <laughs> um, the Jets yeah. coach? Yeah, what's his name? Oh, you should know that. The bald bloke. I forgot. It's Rob Sala. There we go. Hey. Box, it is. We're on KO. You yeah. beauty. All right. Make sure you get around it. It is a great watch. That's my weekend. Um, oh, don't you worry. I'll be watching it. Yeah. Yeah. But 5 o'clock every Sunday is the new episode. I... Yeah. And pretty much done, mate. Have yeah, well, it? and as, obviously, as this episode goes live on Friday, we will have sent out our interview, uh, interviews, our invites for the fantasy league that we're running, the AGS fantasy it. league. So, well done to the eight of you. No. Well, there's us three plus nine. Nine of you. Nine of you. <laughs> I was like, well, are you doing 11 or 12? We're doing yeah. a 12, 12 team league. So, congrats to the other nine of you that make it. Uh, yeah. It's very exciting Huge for honor. you. Just position for you to be in. Um, if we so yeah. if we if we double the numbers, we'll open a second league. Let's be real. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, we will. Yeah. So if there's enough interest, there'll be a second league open. But at this stage, just 
starting with the the one which the invites have already gone out because this is coming out on today Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, today all right uh just before we do go boys make sure you to everyone find us on all the socials we've gone through it every time i want a prediction from tonight wednesday tilly's how are they oh. gonna go tilly's i've got i've already uh chucked on a cheeky little multi nice uh, we've yeah. had a multi for ages send it to yeah. me we'll put it up. Have it, yeah yeah i'll send it to you and i'll you know what? i know off the top of my head i just don't know what's paying so i've got the... what was our betting app that we um follow us on well, the dabble, the, dabble, dabble. Yeah. Follow us on, on dabble. Chuck it on the dabble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So I've got the obviously the Matildas to take it out. Both teams to score, mm. and our our gal uh, Haley Rasso to have a shot on target, and nice. that is paying twelve dollars ish. That is awesome. three leg, a little three leg multi. Jump on, jump on board. Get on with this. Obviously, this episode will be live, uh, already out by the time the game's over. So let's just cash. Let's this just is cash just, forever. Just, <laughs> oh, I'll send it to me. I'll put it on the socials, um, and then people will hear it again. Oh, I like that. Good work. And we'll yeah. see how we go. So, yeah, beautiful. Awesome work, boys. Well, uh, my prediction, sure my prediction is we're going to win two-one. Sammy Kerr is going to score both of our goals because she's so. And this can come out on Friday because that's fine. If you've got Disney Plus, jump on and watch the Matildas doco. It's fucking awesome. It's really good. It yeah, gets right. you gets you hyped. So hopefully we win today. And then but how good's <laughs> how good's this? Like obviously we're we're huge on women's sport as a whole. But how good is this that it's like obviously reuniting Australia in sport again? But the the games that we're airing on seven the, the most watched sporting events in like recent history. For yeah. Australia, which yeah. is so good. Like, I don't know we're doing well. I know we're in the semis, but even the early games were hitting like numbers of like 3.5 million people across yeah, all those, Australia those watching group, it, which is crazy. Games were breaking records. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, enormous when we get through, not if we get through, when we get through. Yeah. Uh, my prediction obviously, we're going to get the W. I'm going to say that we're going to, we got, uh, yeah, I can't say balls of steel. We're, <laughs> we're as strong as they're going to get, and we're going to get through on penalties again. Oh. Take, I don't know. So, so to, to help me, that means we're going to have to finish we'll one, score. one one. Yeah, we'll score. There'll be some scoring because I think it's pretty yeah. high high octane offense as well. But we've got Sammy Kerr, so you know we're pretty high octane. Do we know? Uh, we, do we know if Sammy Kerr is starting? You got her, surely. It's the semis. You got to unleash her. Let uh, us start. I haven't yeah. seen. All I heard was that um, Tony, uh, what's his name, Gonzalez. Armstrong. Oh. Gustafsson was saying that she's available. So it's like, what does that mean? Is she going to start? Yeah. So I think the line, the, the team lineup comes out, you know, a couple of hours before the game, whatever. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, boys. Great work. And uh, we'll finish with something a little bit different instead of the go the Packers. It'll be go Matildas. Go the Tillies. Go the Tills. Let's go Tillies. All right. Up the Tillies. I will. Up the Tillies. <laughs> <Better around. laughs>